All right, I'm having a hard time right now. And that's only because I cannot focus. But I'm going to do this. So I, I should have started from the beginning a long time ago. But this year has been absolute crap. Okay, and I'm, Lord, yeah, you're going to have to forgive me. I'm not trying to complain. I'm not trying to be ungrateful, God. But it's been, my faith has been tested this whole entire year. Let me tell you, I would have never imagined that I would have problems with work. I've been at my job for six years at the time of my incident. And I know I saw people going out left and right over like little injuries. And, you know, I always was grateful. Always thank God that I thank God that, you know, I still got my help. Thank God I have the ability to do this job. But in February, all that came to a crash and halt. (laughs) And I just I thought that I would recover by now or I thought I can. You know, it was just like a little hiccup, but it turned into a huge snowball. My, um, I mean, the way that everything was handled and everything, I knew already that the way that they handled the situation, it wasn't going to be good, but I never expected it to be as bad as it was, you know. Um, I did my best to try to work. I was pregnant at the time of my injury and uh so nobody seemed to give give a crap <laughs> you know i tried to work still my doctors put me on uh restrictions so that i do not further uh further the problem or the pain that i was having in my right knee and uh instead of you know, my job being accommodating and finding me work, I had no choice but to sit home. They couldn't give me anything, couldn't provide me with anything. So you would think that, okay, unemployment or workers' comp will come through for you, but no. Actually, I had one supervisor tell me that my injury was not a work-related injury, as if she is a medical expert, but no, you're only a supervisor, lady. Uh, God, dealing with that and trying to deal with, um, child support, which there's another bureaucracy who, you know, they don't really care about what the issue is or anything. Well, I have, um, two older children from a previous marriage and, um, my ex-husband and I, we reached an agreement back in March of 2019 that I would uh, keep one of the children. He would keep the other one. So I squashed child support, you know, at least I thought I, <laughs> I thought that I had um, dissolved the child support case because I'm only following what I'm told to do by the workers, the people that's there, they're supposed to, they're supposed to be knowledgeable and know the steps to take to close out a case. And I've explained it several times. But anyway, I filled out the paperwork that I needed to, sent it off, never heard anything back from them. January of this year, 
I found out at the end of January that that child support case was open still. And it was harmful to me that it was open because I had volunteered to uh, provide medical support for my children. And they were getting that through my job until I tried to take it off and during open season that's when I found out oh child support is still holding me back so you know I just I went through a lot of um different uh what do you call it offices involuntary deductions I went through my HR shared services I went through child support, contacted them several times about the matter, and they gave me another um, solution to closing my case. And here we are. That was in January. I didn't have a court date until August the 30th of this year. And guess what? That child support is still on our records, my my ex-husband and mine. I'm still required to provide medical support even though I'm not working, even though the kids have coverage through my ex's insurance, my, my insurance, and my current husband's insurance. That's still, it's still not enough. And so the headache that followed dealing with that, you know what? I just don't even understand anymore like why is the system built so why is it built to only really hold us back that's what I'm thinking at this point it's only built to hold people back to you know like you don't solve any problems you don't rectify any situations that you see needs addressing or anything you just you know, I think I really feel like those people get paid to do absolutely nothing. But um, also it, dealing with that, dealing with the the uh, job, you know, trying to figure out a solution to those situations. And then just more of them just come topple down up on me. Every month, it was something new to deal with. It was something else. It was always something else. Um, I did go back to school to try to get my mind off the situation and say, okay, it's going to work out itself out. I'm going to let God take care of that matter, you know, because uh, it was driving me crazy. I ain't going to lie. Like, I'm calling child support every month. And um, also, I did file for unemployment after a month that I did not hear back from my job uh, pertaining to my situation because they were supposed to find me some light duty work. Um, so I went ahead and filed for unemployment um, a month later, a month after the incident. And then all of a sudden, I hear back from the job and they say, oh, no, you have to do this, the request light duty work so i did that still nothing oh oh okay we don't have any light duty work for you oh oh all right 
So anyway, um, it it's just been a oh, and then let me tell you, I was denied unemployment because somebody said from my job that I chose to quit my job because I felt it was uh, a detriment to my health. I'm loosely quoting this, but this is basically what they're saying. They, um, I didn't get any phone calls from my caseworker, even though I contacted her several times. They took a statement from my employer, and that was it. So how unfair is this system? Okay. Because you have somebody that's willing to work. You know, I've never been in a position to where... I'm asking for something like I was this time, but without doing anything. Like I, like I said, I've been on this job for over six years with no incidents, no problems. I had a, I, I carried a pregnancy during this job too, um, all the way to the full term. So, I mean, it's really messed up that. The red tape and everything that they put you through when, you know, you, you're doing everything right. You know, I'm, my eyes was on a, a goal, a prize, whatever. I'm trying to pay off my house, so I'm working extra hours last year to do that. And then all of a sudden, it just comes to the head. That's, it's unfathomable. But then when you're going through it, and, you know, I have no choice but to ask God why. I, I I hate to be the one to question him, but I still can't figure out why everything is happening. So, okay, I got through February, March, April, May. I, I mean, and even through those months, during those months, I'm just getting bad news from some of my family members, you know, telling me other things that have happened to them. So, uh, I think I'm kind of the type of person that I don't take bad news that well because I kind of put myself in people's positions and, you know, it don't hurt me as bad as it hurts them, perhaps, but it still hurts to hear bad news. So, I feel like I'm walking around with a cloud over my head at this point. Um, also, uh, during this process, I, I did, you know, I am receiving prenatal care. And that was a struggle because most of these hospitals and and, and uh, clinics, they weren't allowing my, my husband to um, come to the... To be in the um, exam room with me as I'm going for these prenatal exams. So, I mean, it was like, I'm shocked because, you know, we're one. Like, when you're married, you're supposed to become one person. And um, I just really think it's more than meets the eye that's going on with this whole C-19 thing, you know, because cause some of the rules just don't make sense, okay, 
I'm just going to say that and leave that right there. Y'all interpret that however you think, <laughs> however you you may. But I'm like, if me and my husband and I are uh, both wearing our masks, and I understand those exam rooms are not that big, but if everybody is taking precautions, why is he still not allowed in the room? Okay. So, anyways, uh, that did lead me to a clinic um, that was because I always wanted the more natural birth anyways. So, that did lead me to a midwifery or a birthing center. And I thoroughly enjoyed those visits, you know, my prenatal visits. It was non-intrusive. I learned a whole lot about my pregnancy. So, that was a good thing that came out of this year, you know. Um, but let's see, March, April, May, June, my birthday is in June, um, I, I don't know, my anxiety was kind of, and my emotions were kind of all over the place, um, you know, I, I did have a really nice baby shower that was um that my sister hosted for me she got some of my co-workers and some of my church members uh they came to help celebrate uh with us my husband and I so that was a, another good thing and okay now we come to July now July is my due date my due my due month, my due date was July the 7th, and um, I ended up having my baby on July the 14th, only because he would not come out, and wouldn't you know, I had to have a C-section. Now, the reason why I had to have a C-section was because my water had broken, um, let's say on the Hint, I think my water broke. No, on the 11th, my water broke. That was a mon- That was a Sunday. And um, this is after I did some... I took some sort of... It's called the midwife's brew. It's supposed to help induce labor and, and get, get that process going. And uh, it helped a little bit, but... Because I, I was having contractions, but uh, instead of my contractions staying, they went away. And my water ended up breaking. And I never had contractions again after that, after, you know, trying to walk around a lot and using my breast pump to help stimulate the contraction help help get those contractions going. Nothing worked, so I ended up going to the hospital, and it's like you have an infection. That 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 morning, the Wednesday morning, I was supposed to go back to the midwife's because it was approaching seventy two hours, and they I I understood that after seventy two hours, I would I was gonna have to go get induced either way. But uh, I was on the way, but then I got really sick, found out I had an infection. Uh, When I went to the hospital, they explained to me that I would have to um, have a C-section if my 
If the baby's, I think the baby's heart rate was up. So his heart rate rate was up. Mine was, I think mine was up too. And my temperature was up as well. I was running a fever. So all the signs of infection was there. And I definitely had an infection. And then they said, well, if we can't get it to calm down in about an hour, we're going to have to go ahead and have a C-section as the safest course of measure. Of course, I was not too thrilled about this because I've had a C-section previously, um, which was what almost two years prior to this. And I did not like that experience at all because my first two were natural births. But anyways, um, I got through that and let me tell you, it was hell coming home to recover in the hospital I'm fine I'm I'm like okay I'm working because I'm like I do not want to sit in this hospital for two or three days so they did release me two days later on the 16th I was released from the hospital but when I got home it was just a whole nother story I like I couldn't do for myself or my baby like I wanted to and my husband and I was just not agreeing on anything. And so I'm hurting and I'm, you know, crying and I'm trying to take care of him as best I could. And it was just a whole mess. Like, it's it's hard because you imagine one thing and... You imagine, and you prepare, and you make preparations for things to go one way. But when they go a whole nother way, it kind of just, like, throws your plans in the trash. And, of course, you can make adjustments and whatnot, but it is never the same. And let me tell you, even, like, coming home and accepting the fact that, yeah, I had to get cut open again, that was so hard for me. Like, it... It hurt to touch it. It hurt to think about it. It hurt that I couldn't have the type of birth that I wanted to have. But, um, I mean, every every once in a while, I, I still get sad over it. But, you know, ultimately, I know that was the best um, option at the time. And, you know... I, I, I I do I still believe everything happens for a reason, but sometimes it is so hard to see what that reason is or why things happen the way they do. You still like, even though you know it's heartbreaking and then you know in the back of your mind, okay, this happened for a reason. It's still a hard thing to accept. Anyways, um. So after the um, C-section and getting home and being discouraged, it's like nothing worked out the way I wanted it to. Um, I had to consider going back to work. <laughs> and I had to think about that and, and prepare for that. I actually did not know what I wanted to do. But like after um, he was here and it was um, I was having a harder time adjusting than I did with my first two babies. I was so uncertain of what, what to do. And um, 
my husband was like, well, just go back to work and then, you know, figure it out after that. So I did, I do feel like I kind of rushed myself getting back to work. And um, the end results of that was uh, I took a major hit to my mental, to my mental health because I, I ended up having to choose a, um, a daycare and I, I initially didn't want him to go to daycare. I wanted him to have at home care. So I chose a, a daycare rashly, you know, and it just, it, it's a good daycare, but it just didn't work out for us. Uh, um, I don't know why, but it, you know, uh, <laughs> this is like, it's like, Okay, I'm getting. I'm trying to get over everything that happened to me this year. So let me take my mind off of it and move on and move put move a step into the right direction. But you know that obviously wasn't the right direction to go because it ended up hurting me. You know. I felt like after after that didn't work out with his daycare, I just felt like I just can't make decisions. I can't trust myself to make any more decisions. I can't, you know, I, I, I don't know. I didn't know what to do after that. So it just, and then all the while I'm still dealing with the child support thing. I'm still dealing with the thing from, from my job too. But I'm trying to also rush myself and instead of, um, you know, making sure I'm okay. Like, I, I definitely put myself in the back burner. And I said I wasn't going to do that after this birth. But I definitely didn't, you know, take into fact all my needs. Because I'm still seeing a doctor about my knee and stuff, but... It's not bothering me as much, thank God. And I'm thinking, okay, I can. I, I, it's good enough to where I can work. And it it kind of is. It's just the whole. I'm the type of person that I really don't. I never really like to leave my kids with anybody else. So if I have to, if I ain't got no choice, I'm gonna do it. But I'm gonna do my best to rush to get back to them you know and so that hurt me in the long run and um you know it, it, it's a lot of um pressure it puts a lot of pressure on me physically and mentally and I think I just after the incident at the daycare I just broke I was like you know, I don't know. I don't know what to do about my job. I did request a leave of absence to get things together. And I also applied at daycare. So at least I was thinking in my mind that that would, you know, help ease my mind a little bit if my child is at the same place that I'm at, if I'm working at the same place that my child is. But, um, you know, after getting a call back at a daycare at this one daycare in particular to do a job interview. I'm like, okay, I'm moving another step in the right direction. 
You know, I did get the job offer, but it was for less than paid, which is less than half of what I'm making currently. So my what is my income is taking a huge hit. And um, so I went into training today and I'm not in the system. So I'm like, God, what does that mean? Um, because every time it seems like I'm moving in one direction, it seems like it's not the right direction. And I've never been this lost in my life. My 34 years of living, this has been the roughest year. And, um, I'm thankful for my fate, but I'm not going to lie. It's been rough. It's been rough on my fate. It's been rough on my spirit. It's been rough on my my mental. And it's been physically rough, too. You know, I have new aches and pains. And, uh, or, you know, things that bothered me. Like, I have problems with my back. It, it, that start to flare up again because of the stress and because of the anxiety and, and all of that. And, and even my... Um, my head starts to hurt and because of, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't think clearly. I can't see clearly. And, you know, all the while I'm praying and I'm, you know, still trying to maintain a positive attitude, but Lord, it gets hard. So here I am wondering what direction I'm to go in next because you know something happens where my baby can't start when I start um when I start working he can't start there so now I'm back to square one (laughs) Uh, and that's the story of my life for this year and it's so much that I left out but I needed to at least get these thoughts out so I can release them and I really don't want to have to talk about them no more but I am going to go start therapy on Thursday so I know I'm going to have to talk talk about this again but I'm trying to prepare myself and uh, get myself get my thoughts and stuff together but you know I know I'm not the only one on this earth dealing with problems and you know I'm sure that there's people with way bigger problems than mine I'm not even going to speak on these medical bills because these are some bills that I didn't even ask for and they getting on my nerves at this point too but um yeah I I I just Say all that to say that, you know, I know God is still good. You know, I'm going to see my way through this, you know, when it, whenever it's time for me to. And, you know, I don't know what I can't call the future. That's up to him. But, um. I'm just going to try to keep the faith. And if there's anybody else going through anything, 
I encourage you to keep going too. The biggest thing, the worst thing you could do is just stop. And that's basically me yesterday. I'm like, I want to stop. I want to give up. I want to throw in the towel and just, you know, just sit and not do anything, you know. But, um, no, we got to keep going. We have to keep going. Because it... It's almost over, I hope. <laughs> Who knows? I might have to go through this for five more years. But I'm just telling myself it's almost over. And that's pretty much it. Well, thank y'all for listening to my story. Um, I'm going to keep you updated. I know that was a lot to get through. But I'm going to try to stay on top of this and uh, um, have some weekly recordings, you know, or even daily. Because let me tell you, when stuff hits, it 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 makes me feel better to go ahead and talk about it and get it all out and, you know, let it go. Just give it over to God. That's it. I said I can't do nothing else about my situations. But uh, anyways, um, I hope everyone uh, is doing well. And don't let this life get you down because this is not it. Okay. This is not it. So pray for me. I'll be praying for you. Keep me in your thoughts. And until next time, hopefully I have better news. All right.